You're listening to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. Hey friends, our devotional today is from 1 Peter chapter 1, which is where we are in our Bible reading. If you haven't read that chapter yet, I encourage you to hit pause and give it a read. I'll wait for you. Okay, good. The pandemic has provided plenty of metaphors and lessons regarding our spiritual life. For example, in the last week, we've all been reminded how interconnected we are, how our choices impact one another, choosing to stay at home or not, practicing social distancing or not, has a direct bearing on the number of people who are infected with COVID because we have the ability to contaminate each other's lives. This stark and rather depressing truth reminds me of how in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, people were viewed as clean or unclean. While those labels didn't have much to do with the frequency of your showers or the quality of your deodorant, clean or unclean wasn't so much referring to personal hygiene, it was referencing moral purity. And so in the Old Testament, the solution for uncleanness, uncleanness, wasn't taking a bath, it was offering a sacrifice. Because the problem wasn't body odor, it was guilt. And so the Old Testament operated under this sophisticated system with degrees of uncleanness requiring corresponding offerings and sacrifices. One of the most striking parts of the system was what happened when an unclean person breaks social distancing and comes into contact with a clean person. Well, you can imagine what happens. The clean person becomes unclean. The infection spreads, so to speak. Moral dirtiness is contagious. It goes viral. Sin left to itself just spreads and spreads. There is no herd immunity. Everyone is infected and everyone inflicts the infection on others. That is the conclusion of the book of Leviticus, a rather depressing conclusion, I might add. Well, until Jesus. Jesus shows up. And even though he is the only uninfected person, the only truly clean person walking around, he doesn't social distance himself from people. Jesus doesn't don an N95 mask or cringe when people get close or spray disinfectant on those who are coming to talk to him. Just the opposite. Jesus' first impulse when he came across lepers or prostitutes is to move toward them. Jesus was reversing the entire Jewish system because when Jesus, the only true clean person, touched an unclean sinner, Jesus did not become unclean. The sinner became clean. Our contact with Jesus leaves us like Jesus. That is the core of the gospel. Now, what does this have to do with our Bible reading in 1 Peter chapter 1? I have no idea. I just wanted to share that. Just kidding. Matt referenced Martin Luther yesterday. I'm reading a biography right now on Luther. And Luther considered 1 Peter, along with the book of Romans and the gospel of John, as the foundational books in understanding faith, salvation, and the work of the gospel. And I can see why. Listen to how Peter starts his letter in verse 3. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
According to his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, uncorrupted, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. God's mercy has changed us and remade us. We who were infected and unclean are now clean forever with the promises of our salvation being, quote, imperishable, uncorrupted, and unfading. There is no expiry date to the grace that we have received. The potency of our salvation isn't diluted over time. Our sin immunity doesn't grow less effective over the years, requiring some religious booster shot. Our righteousness doesn't fade like an old photograph. Because, in verse 19, our cleanliness comes, quote, by the precious blood of the Lamb who was without spot or blemish. We are clean forever. We are what Christ is forever. Now, this incredible truth is what compels Peter to challenge the church, to challenge us. Look at verse 13. Therefore, with your minds ready for action, be serious. Set your hope completely on the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your hope should be rooted only in Jesus' grace. That's it. Verse 14. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. But as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. As a people who have been made clean by Jesus, we are then to live clean. Our choices, our conduct is to reflect who Christ has made us to be. And when we set our hope on this grace and the corresponding choice of obedience to that grace, something incredible happens. Our lives start to build up an immunity to sin in our everyday life. Or you might say it this way, sin more and more loses its power and its pull in our lives. As we say no to sin and choose obedience, it has a practical purifying effect on your life. Or as Peter says it in verse 22, having purified your souls by obedience to the truth. We start to live lives set apart, holy lives that look more and more like Christ. Or if you stick with the metaphor, the symptoms of your life point to Jesus rather rather than the infection of sin. You see, without Jesus, we have the ability to, to contaminate each other's lives. But with Jesus, we have the actual ability to sanctify each other's lives. And what does that look like? Well, look at verse 22. By obedience to the truth, having purified yourself for sincere love for the brothers, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. It looks like love. That's the response of the act of Jesus in our life. It is choosing to act on love. 
And so my question to leave you with is, what is the contagion of your lives? What are people who come in contact with you infected with? Are they infected with love, with the character of Jesus? Or are they infected with something from your former life? Are, are people who are around you called and, and moved more towards a, a clean life, a clean life, a holy life? Or are they infected with uncleanness? How is Jesus' life becoming more contagious to you? Well, our rest of our time in 1 Peter is going to answer some more of these questions. I hope God encourages you today by the power of his word and the reality of his grace that he has made you holy and clean. God bless.